0: When you want to manifest your dream life, the first step is just putting it out there in motion that you deserve more, right? And saying that to yourself, and even if you have to affirm to yourself every single day, I deserve more, I deserve a life of flow, I deserve a life of, of freedom.
1: Welcome to The Flow Era, the podcast that helps ambitious women tap into their inner magic and harness feminine energy. I'm your host, Chica, and I want you to join me each week as I talk about leveling up our self-love, feeling empowered in dating, setting boundaries, and embracing our true feminine essence. I hope that together we can find more balance, joy, and community. So grab your journal, cozy up with some tea, and welcome to this safe space as you get into your flow era.
0: Hello, ladies. Welcome to another The Flow Era episode. And I had to bring out the laptop, as you can see, because I have so many notes on this very special episode. And it's special because there's something that I'm dropping, and so I'm going to talk all about it later on. But the main thing here that I want to talk about is... I'm going to get real vulnerable in this podcast episode. I'm going to really go into... Some things that I went through, some dark parts of my life, but I am sharing this in order to encourage you that even when you go through different traumas and tribulations, that you can still come out of it on the other side, living your dream life. So I want to talk about how I had to bounce back from rock autumn. And for me specifically, two very specific things happened in my life, and it kind of happened back to back to back. In fact, actually three. The other thing didn't seem at the time as crazy as the other things I had to deal with. So it wasn't as a big, I would say it wasn't as a big blocker for me as these other two. So a few years ago, I was at my darkest time emotionally. And this is because I lost my younger sister. So for those who are very close to me, they know that the main reason why I am bald is because my sister who had sickle cell went through a bone marrow treatment and unfortunately it was not successful. She was cured of sickle cell, but she had huge complications that essentially got her to the point of going into a coma and then after the coma, um, she just never came out of it. And and for me, it was, it was such a... I don't even know how to begin. It was such a crazy time because that was at the time that she decided to do this surgery because she was of age to decide whether or not she wanted to do the surgery. She was age 17. I also was at the crossroads because I was finishing from my master's and basically I decided to up and leave and go to nigeria so at the time right before i made that trip to move back to nigeria this was in 2015 my sister went into the coma and i remember having a conversation with my mother and father and i said to them you know i can't leave her like i can't leave my sister i don't know what's going on i know that i just accepted a job offer. So at the time i accepted a job offer with a tech startup And I know I'm supposed to begin, but I just like, I can't leave. I just, I felt like I just, I just felt paralyzed. And my parents and the doctor told me that, you know, I should go ahead that yes, she's in a coma, but this coma was induced. So basically we were trying to see if we can let her lungs rest because that was the reason why she was having such distress in her body. And the doctor said, you know, she's going to be in this coma We're going to give her a few weeks and then she's going to come out of it and she'll be fine. You know, by the time you come back in September and the timeline was, this was July, 2015. They said, by the time you come back in September, she will be out of the coma and she'll be on her way to recovery. And so after having lots of long conversations with my parents, they also agreed it makes more sense for me to go to Nigeria that by the time I come back, I'm coming back a couple months later, she'll be fine. Unfortunately for me, that was not the case as life has it. And I got the phone call on August 19th in 2015, telling me my sister had passed. And it was like, I'm, I'm trying to just, it's a phone call I never thought I would get in my life. It was a phone call I never thought I would receive. And I think the part about it that made it so difficult was that I wasn't around anybody I knew. I wasn't around my close friends. I wasn't around my family. At the time, my whole family was in the US and I was here in Nigeria alone. And I had to get on a plane. So I found out this news on Friday and the quickest flight I could get back on was on Sunday night. And I, you know, came back into the US and I basically was in the US for about three months while we, you know, buried my sister and you know, basically, I had to plan the whole funeral arrangements because my mom, as you would imagine, did not have the strength to even think about you know, burying her youngest child, right? And so I had to step up as the biggest sister and do everything. And I think in that, it also didn't give me the chance to mourn at that time. And I think it's very important uh, I talk about all these elements so you really understand where my head mindset was at at this time. And so... I had to step up. I had to be brave. I had to be courageous, and I had to plan everything. And once I, you know, that happened, that moment, I just remember being like, you know, this is this is low. This is low for me. And even on top of that, you know, I just broke up my the boyfriend, the guy I thought I was going to marry. So I was I was with him for five years, and. I think for me, my last straw with him was he was just so insensitive about what I was going through, like super, super insensitive. And I remember we were arguing and I was like, my sister just died. Like, what, what are we talking about? And I just remember at that moment, I just broke it up with him. And I was like, I am I just need time for me. And so we fast forward to a couple months later and I move, you know, I do the full transition to Nigeria. Of course, I was not myself. And I think about maybe a year later into, into this. And mind you, I'm still mourning, I'm still grieving, I'm still quite down, but I, you know, uh, life has to move on, right? And, and basically, I, when I joined this tech company, I came in as a VP. And then afterwards, I was promoted to CEO to take over the, or, the company. So I was excited about that because I was like, you know, wow, there's just so much to do with HR software. And of course, life just, you know, doesn't take one. It happens sometimes in three when it, when it takes you down. Basically, this partner who was the founder of this company went behind my back and said he's bringing in another CEO. And it was essentially a plan to remove me from the company. I'm not going to go into all the details of the why, but that was the second blow. So I, So you can imagine, I left everything and was dealing with a sister who was sick to come join this tech company. And basically the tech company was not what they portrayed themselves to be. And so after all this, I was just super devastated. I had no motivation and I thought, you know, this, I just was like, I'm not myself anymore. I felt disconnected from myself. I felt disconnected from my body. And mind you, because I took such a major pay cut, I didn't even have money. So on top of everything I'm dealing with, it wasn't even like I was in this financial buoyant situation. I did not have money. Like I was at the bottom. And mind you, I'm earning Naira, and then Naira was also devaluating. So at the time when I moved back, Naira was 160 By the time all this stuff started unraveling, Naira ballooned up to 400 right? To $1.00. And I still had bills and things to do in the U.S. So I'm painting all this to let you know I was at the bottom. I was at low and I didn't have any direction. I wasn't clear what I wanted to do and who I wanted to be and and what was the next steps. And this was all in my 20s. I had not even turned 30 yet. And with all this, I, I remember I'm an avid reader. And so I discovered this. YouTube channel around feminine energy and she suggested a book and I started reading and I started reading about you know feminine energy what it means for those of you who have never heard about feminine energy before feminine energy means it is this aura that is inside all of us it is a receptive energy it's a collaborative energy it is an energy of being present and being still. And that resonated so much for me because I felt like at the time just disconnected I didn't feel like I had any superpowers. I didn't feel, I felt like I was in such go-go mode trying to hustle and survive because I was literally trying to just survive everything, survive my sister passing, survive this blow with my, the company I was with, just survive me going to Nigeria, right? I was in, in constant survival mode and I felt like, okay, if I can start to understand this, maybe this will help me get back into flow, right? And get back into my true self. And so I started to go into the depths of feminine energy. I started consuming everything around YouTube, books, and people, you know, all the things that I could learn what it meant. And what I realized and what I started to gain from it was it was a chance for me to embrace the goddess within. It was a chance to let go of control, and I think this was a huge thing for me because at the time, I didn't feel like I had control over anything, right? Everything that happened around me was out of my control. And I had to learn to let go of that, especially for me, that's such an anal person. That was a huge thing I had to, a mental block I had to get over. And even further, I had to learn the art of receiving rather than chasing. And like I said before, I was in in hustle mode, I was in survival mode. And I realized that there has to be a different way of life. Through Feminine Energy, I started learning about leaning back and allowing things to come as they may, and also taking up signs and knowing that those signs would help me live a life of my dreams right, and and manifest a, a better life for me. And so how I started to do this is, number one, I started to pray way more, started getting very, very deep. You know, and one with God. But even beyond that, I started doing daily affirmations. It's it's the main reason why I, every other episode, you hear affirmations from me because it literally helped me and it saved me from myself, right? And I started listening to affirmations about, you know, being a woman and manifesting and abundance. And and even, you know, I remember there was a a manifestation or affirmations I used to listen to about F-boys, right? and About how, you know, yeah, you're going to deal with some, but they're going to help you through life, right? And that really started helping me. And I even started looking at the mirror more, right? Because at this time, I gained so much weight. And I just, you know, remember looking myself in the mirror and saying, you know, Chica, I I still love me. I know I'm not where I need to be, but I'm going to give back to me, right? And that started also helping and translating into me going to the gym again and joining flag football, right? And and, and doing yoga and doing dancing and doing things that excite me. And then I also just started to journal out my feelings. I think journaling is a great practice. I don't do it as often as I need to, but I do feel like for someone like me that's constantly was in my head and constantly overthinking, journaling let me just put it all out there. And this was especially critical for me because in this transition of manifesting my dream life, I, you know, I took a, maybe a year and a half break of just dating any man, you know, after I lost my sister. But then after a year and a half, I started, you know, dating again. And I just remember I went through a string of toxic men, right? But journaling helped me start to identify, okay, what are the, the challenges or the things I'm not seeing with each man I'm with? And how can I, for the next person, avoid it? How can I start to understand the red flags quicker? So that was really, really helpful for me. And I think even more was I started working with not only a therapist, but also a feminine energy coach, right? And she started to give me the guidance, the tools, and just really equip me with everything I needed, the resources to start to live my dream life you know and she started just asking me like what do you want in life how do you see your life how how do you want it to be what what decisions did you did you take to get to where you are currently like? Right? and really start helping me assess myself and i felt like i also had someone i could you know share things with with no judgment right she just let me just rant if i had bad days she let me just share all the things i needed and i, and I think working with A few coaches really helped me just to start to understand my own feminine superpowers. And then, I think the last thing, I spoke about this before, about Go More to Death, is about control, right? And I feel like, again, because I was going through many traumatic things in my life where I didn't feel like I had control, I went into this ultimate mode of wanting control, right? And I think that even started translating in my friendships and in my relationships where I would start to try to control everything and the outcome because I just felt like, well, if I can't control these other things in my life, I can control this, right? But again, through reading certain books like The Art of Seduction and learning that control is anti-seductive, it's a great book. I will recommend it in my book club, and my Feminine Flow membership, which I'll talk about later. And also, I started to learn that, you know, if I put a huge clamp on trying to control everything, I will not receive right? When your hand is fisted up like this, you can't receive anything in your hand. You got to open it up, right? And so when you open it up, that's when you start to receive certain things in your life. And while doing all these different resources and and getting a coach and doing affirmations and mirror work and doing all these different things to help me understand and get into my feminine flow, what started happening was my dreams started to manifest. So let me tell you a few things that started happening for me. So number one, I took a leap of faith and I did two things. So way before the pandemic, I told myself, I want to be able to work from anywhere in the world. I don't want to feel restricted to where I work. And lucky for me, I started manifesting jobs that allowed me to do remote. And this was way before COVID. So this was before companies were like, oh, this is okay. And so I started working for organizations where I was in Nigeria, but I was getting paid in dollars. So that tremendously changed my life. Just being able to earn the dollar again in an economy where I'm spending Naira, it it was quite impactful, but it also started learning me learn the power of remote work. And I started demanding it even up until my last role at Pinterest, where everybody else was told they have to go back into the office. And I said, no. And I demanded I was a remote worker and I was probably one of the few technical recruiters that had that opportunity. right? And then after doing that, I manifested being able to work for myself. So now I run my own companies and I was able to take that leap of faith through just understanding my desires, getting very clear about what's important to me. Um, and a long time ago, I told myself freedom is my most you know important value in life, right? And so because of that, I started putting things in place to give me that freedom. So now I'm at the point where I work for myself, right? I'm To myself, and I'm not saying everyone needs to do this, but if freedom is important to you, then this is kind of a tool you can use to get there. The second thing was that I, you know, attracted my husband, right? And and I remember I was I every time I dated a man and it didn't go the way I wanted to. Number one, I didn't waste time with him because I started to quickly understand what were my non negotiables, and after a month or two, if you weren't very clear on or aligned with me there, I left, you know, I, I really started believing I'm abundant. And I felt like if this man is not for me, I will go on to the next man. Right. Up until even my last, you know, guy I was with right before my husband. And what's was crazy about that relationship was because, you know, he was going to propose to me in a few months. And despite that, I saw very clear red flags that I did not feel comfortable with. And I left and, you know, I feel like a lot of women might've stayed because they would say to themselves, Oh, like this man is about to propose to me. I'm about to get the ring. I'm going to get the thing I finally wanted. And you're almost right there. It's like a carrot dangling in front of you. But despite that, I said, Nope, because my, my inner peace is more important than anything else. And I believed that there was someone else better out there for me. And there was, and then 30 days later, I connected with my now husband. Right. Um, and he has almost everything, you know, no one's perfect. But he has a lot of the core characteristics that I remember I would write down in my journal that was important to me. So I, I felt like I manifested him because he came in such an interesting way. Um, and he felt the same way that, you know, as he put out there in the universe what he wanted to partner, I just randomly showed up. So I also feel like not only are you manifesting your husband, but he's also manifesting you, right? And I think that's really important about that. And I think, you know, the last thing here... That I want you to leave you with is that you know when you want to manifest your dream life what the first step is just putting it out there in motion that you deserve more right and saying that to yourself and even if you have to affirm to yourself every single day I deserve more I deserve a life of flow I deserve a life of, of freedom I deserve a life of Financial stability, you know, whatever is important to you, just putting it out there, I feel like is how you start to manifest the things that you want in your life. And I, and I feel like with feminine energy, because it's so about being still and being present and meditating and affirming, these are all the tools that you can use in order to start to shift towards a life where you are calling in the things that you want and you desire, right? You start to feel it, you start to feel differently, you start to. You start to feel like, you know, even if I'm not where I need to be right now, I'm going to get there. Right. And I know for me, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like I, I lost my sister eight years ago. And, it, and and even though it's it, you never really fully get over it. I'll be very honest. And I think one of these days I'm going to do an episode around grief. But I, I now look at life differently and I say, number one, I have, you know, I'm bald and I did it for her. But it's a reminder of all the things I told her, you know. And I, I remember telling my sister, "We're going to live this extraordinary life, you know. I'm going to give you all these things, and I'm doing all this for you. And I feel like I, I truly live my life in that way. So I feel like my life has so much more meaning now because I'm, you know, because of me designing the life I wanted to live, and I and I went for it. I think so many people don't go for the life they want to live, right? I feel like some people just stay stagnant and they just say, this is my situation and they don't put two steps forward into a different direction. But in all of this ladies, I I really wanted to talk about something I have built that I feel will help you manifest and live the life you want to live is I am launching my feminine flow membership on February 1st. And it's a sacred space for ladies Ambitious ladies to unlock their abundance, self love, and to create fulfilling relationships on their journeys, right? And I created this membership because I really just wanted a, a space where, as women, we can connect and find like-minded women. Now, of course, I could have packaged this into a course, and you know, you would have bought it and it would have been safe, self-paced, but I said to myself, Nope, I want to create not only educational material of things I did in order to live the life I want and to attract the love that I wanted as well, but also to create a tribe where you will connect with other women like yourself all over the world because my audience is truly global. So make sure to join the Feminine Flow. You can click the link in the podcast show notes in order to get access to this membership. And I'm really excited it's only gonna open every quarter so if you miss this quarter you're gonna miss it and you're never gonna see this price again once I open up the Feminine Flow membership in the second quarter it's gonna be a different price so the ladies who join Feminine Flow are gonna be founding members they're gonna be critical and part of building this community of feminine women because it's a movement and that's the reason why I created this podcast and that's the reason why I created this membership so I'm just so ecstatic for each and every one of you that will be part of this journey, right? And thank you so much for being here with me. If you if you're here all the way to the end and and letting me just be open and, and honest and just um, vulnerable about certain parts of my life that weren't, you know, easy. Um, you know, I still have my days. I still have my days. I cry about it. I still have my days that. I, you know, it's it's a struggle, but I, I want to tell you that even when you have days that you're low, you truly can live the life you want to live. Right. And I'm here to help you on that journey. So thank you for joining me and remember you're constantly in your flow.
1: And that concludes another episode of the flow era. I hope our time together left you feeling inspired and ready to tune into your own wisdom. If you're enjoying our conversations, I'd be so grateful if you left a review and shared this podcast. I want to keep building this encouraging community where ambitious women can fully embrace their femininity. I look forward to diving deeper into self-discovery together. But for now, treat yourself with some self-care and do what makes your heart sing. This is your sister Chica signing off, sending you all abundance and joy on your feminine flow journey. Talk soon.